Hi, and welcome to the Accepted Authority podcast, where we tackle your marketing challenges and business growth challenges in your consultancy firm. And my name's Greg Roworth, and today I'm flying solo. Uh, Andy Marmont, who's usually my co-pilot in these sessions, uh, has decided to take a bit of a break in, on some well-earned R&R. So today you've got me and... Uh, what I want to talk about and address today is the significant challenge that many consulting firms have around preparing and presenting proposals. And proposals are typically required in winning a consulting engagement and uh, earning a consulting project with our clients. But this is where a lot of um, consultants come unstuck because what tends to happen once they presented their proposal, is that the sales process is now totally out of their control. They've not got any control over what happens next because it's over to the client to read that proposal, review the proposal, proposal and come back and hopefully say, yes, let's go ahead. But how often does that happen? That's the challenge around presenting proposals. Now, what I'm going to talk about today really is an alternative to the way most consultants go through that proposal presentation process. And what I want to show you and talk about is a way to present proposals more effectively and more successfully so that you win more work and actually reduce the amount of time that you spend on proposal preparation. Because a lot of consultants invest a lot of time preparing those proposals. And when you consider the success rate of those proposals, the cost of actually preparing and presenting proposals can be enormous. And you might think, well, with the amount of time and effort that goes into preparing proposals, it can mean that your business is highly inefficient if you're investing too much time in proposal preparation. So as an alternative to the process of preparing a proposal, let's talk about a different approach where proposal presentation is not as necessary as you might think it is. And let's come back to our concept of being the accepted authority because being the accepted authority gives you an opportunity to change the way things are done. When you are responding to uh, requests for proposals, you know, the RFP process, which a lot of us are engaged in, we're totally in the hands of the client as their servant. You know, we provide professional services. We provide consultancy services. So, yes, we're in the service game, but all too often we allow ourselves to be put in the place of a servant and not as a professional. Now, when that happens, almost all of the power in the negotiation is in the hands of the client. They dictate to us what they want us to do. They dictate to us their expectations, their requirements, and almost how we might go about doing the work for them. And they tell us, present your proposal. But they're not only telling that to us, they're also offering that opportunity to you know, several other firms at the same time. And what happens when 
we're in that situation, typically lowest price wins the job. Now, I don't know about you, but I never want to be the lowest price because that means I've probably undercut myself and have given myself very limited opportunity to do good work in that situation because it only takes one mistake for our our um, profit to blow out the window. So how do we avoid presenting proposals as much as we do? Being the accepted authority in the process makes a huge difference because when we are the authority, we have more power in the negotiation. So what we need to do, even before getting to that point of a proposal, is to have the sales process set up so that we're in control of the process. We want to flip the the whole scenario on its head so that we're not acting as the servant of the client, but the client is coming to us as as their saviour in terms of providing a solution to their specific problems. So when we have that position, there's no longer that even competitive process. When they see us as the one firm that can solve their problem, then they're not likely to go to the market and see who else can solve that problem. When we can convince them that we are the solution to their problem, it's more about how can we solve that problem and how soon can they start. So they're not asking us for a proposal, but what I like to say is that when we write up the terms and conditions and the way that we're going to work with the client, it's more a confirmation of an agreement that's already been made. So we need to make a conceptual agreement with our clients before we even put anything on paper or in these days a digital um, version of that. So how do we get into that situation where we don't need to present a proposal in a competitive situation? Well, it comes back to really being able to take control of the sales process. And that means really being professional and having a handle on what our clients' problems are likely to be and putting ourselves in the situation where they're coming to us, asking us how to help. Now, that means we've got to have some sort of marketing process in place where they're seeing us as the authority. So there are various ways to do that. We won't go into that today, but the reality of the situation is that you've got to have a positioning process in place where the client is able to see you as the authority in solving the problems that they have so that they're coming to you asking for your help. That is really an essential requirement of this process. So it comes back to how are you positioning yourself and how are you getting in front of clients so that they are asking you for help rather than you responding to their request for a proposal. When you can get to that point of establishing authority in the market and your clients seeing you as the experts, the really the only option in terms of solving that particular problem, you no longer have that competitive situation um, where you've got to present a proposal and they weigh it up. It's more about coming to an agreement in the sales process than that really helps them identify that 
They have specific challenges and problems. There's a need for change and that your solution is the appropriate and ideal solution for them. So again, it comes back to how do you prepare yourself and your firm for those sort of sales situations where you can take control of the sales process, stand in your position as the authority and help the client buy your services without having to consider anyone else. So really, it comes down to that sales process of helping them discover the need for your services rather than you trying to sell them and convincing them. And this is, again, where a lot of consultants go wrong because when they start to sell themselves and even if you go through a discovery process where you're initially asking the client what their problems are, what their challenges are, what they need help with, the mistake I see a lot of consultants make is jumping on that problem too quickly and starting to sell. And we do that by, you know, well, often, you know, in ways that we don't think are selling, but we see it as trying to help. So we see the problem, the client has described their problem, and we jump on it and say, yes, that's something I can help you with. Here's how we might go about doing that. And once we do that, we actually start to create resistance in the client. What we do when we start selling and start telling the client how we can help is that we create a level of um, resistance but also scepticism and an analysis in the mind of the client. So they're going through an analytical process of weighing up what we're saying and and sort of working out, well, is this right for me? Is, is what they're saying going to work for me? So all the time that you are talking about how you work, what you're going to do, the client is analysing that as whether that fits with them. And typically that creates a situation where they might be listening, they might hear what you're saying, but at the end of that process, they say, okay, well, that sounds great. Please send me a proposal. <laughs> and that's that's the worst thing that can happen. We don't want that to happen because then that just shifts us out of the, the locus of control. You know, we have lost our position of authority in that situation. So there's a different way to approach that selling process, and that is about not selling at all. It's really about going into a deeper diagnosis of your client's problem. It's really about asking more questions when the client describes their problem. When they talk about the situation that they need help with, instead of jumping on it and saying, yes, I understand, I can help, we want to know more. Okay, tell me more about the problem. What's the impact of that problem for you? What's the advantage of fixing that? Weigh up those situations. And ideally, if you can talk numbers in that impact and advantage situation, and we can identify a cost to them of having that problem and the financial benefit of solving the problem, then when it comes to stating your fees, they pale in comparison to the extent of 
the downside and the upside that the client's experiencing or has potential to experience. So when it comes then to saying, you know, is this a process that you want to engage with, that financial consideration is no longer in question because the upside is so high compared to what you're going to charge in most situations. So when you get to that point and you're able to talk about your fees in that initial um, sales uh, meeting and identify the benefit to the client of working with you, then it comes down to well, how much more money are you prepared to waste before we start solving the problem, shouldn't we make a decision now and shouldn't we go ahead and start working on this together? Then the client is going to say, yes, we need to start pretty much straight away. How do we get started? And then it's not about presenting a proposal. It's about talking about, well, let's, this is the steps. This is what we have to do. And just to make sure we have the scope specified and all of the... Um, uh, process understood from both sides so we're not confused about the outcomes and the methods and, and what's going to happen, let me put that in writing for you um, so that we can agree that this is what's going to happen. So that's the conceptual agreement we want up front. The written part of that process, which is no longer a pro uh, proposal, but really a contract um, that the client will sign off on, that is almost an automatic next step in the process. So I hope that I've been able to convey a different approach to presenting proposals today, a way that will actually take a lot of the angst out of the proposals, give you more control in that sales process so that the proposal part of the whole um, process of making that sale is much reduced and really almost eliminated because you're able to get an agreement before you put anything in writing and get that agreement just signed off on as a result of that. So that's it for today. This has been Greg Roworth on the Accepted Authority podcast, and I welcome your input. If you would like to know more uh, about how we um, work with our clients or even some information about some of the processes that we use in supporting our clients, please go to my website at businessflightpath.com where you can download some free reports that will inform you about how you can solve some of the business challenges you might have or find me on LinkedIn or Facebook uh, by searching for Greg Roworth. And uh, there's a lot of information there that you can read on my um, you know, LinkedIn articles or um, Facebook posts that will help you um, start to understand how you can solve some of your business growth challenges in a way that means, you know, we don't have to talk face-to-face -face yet until you're really comfortable to do that and um, start to learn how to position your business as the authority in the market and become the accepted authority um, so that you stand out as the ideal solution for your clients. So that's it for today. This has been the Accepted Authority Podcast. Greg Rowworth signing off.